My name for Patty has always been <clears throat> my bimbo. <laughs> do the nails, do the hair, now she's doing the car. <clears throat> so in the context of uh, the scripture I want to look at this morning, this had happened... This had, happened to, this had happened to Paul. Paul had got saved. Is there any way I can stop that, Gary? Paul had got saved, and instead of being this person that used to persecute the church, kill the church, he now comes out of being a Pharisee, and he becomes a Christian that's preaching in the churches. So it's a major shock for the church. They, they're actually not sure if he's lying so that he can get a hold of them. So let's read the scripture together. It's Philippians 3 and verses 1 to 7. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision. We serve God by His Spirit who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If somebody thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for the zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. I now consider loss for the for the sake of Christ. And if you just carry on a bit more, he uses the word loss again, but that word actually, I won't even tell you what it means. Because it's a very strong word in terms of rubbish. So yeah, we have the, the church is in a place of shock because this guy who was tracking them down and killing them has now made a decision to be a part of the church. That, not, that might not be a big shock to us, but it would be a shock if Liverpool beat Man United. I remember I, I rocked up at, at uh, Andre's house. We were getting together, and uh, Andre went to the room, and I sat down. And as I sat down, I saw this massive Liverpool scarf on the back of the chair. And before Andre could get back, I crumpled it up and I threw it over there. <laughs> How can you do that in my house? <laughs> they love us, so it was okay. We got away with it. <laughs> so everything else has become rubbish to Paul. I want to ask you today, is there something that could possibly take the place of Jesus in your life? Is there something else that's actually between you and God and it's not Jesus? I want you to think about that as I'm speaking. He, Paul was at the top, guys. He was at the top. He was a Pharisee. 
He was a Hebrew. He was persecuting the church. He hated anything to do with Christianity or Christians. And then he encounters a bright light. Something like you encounter when you look towards there. Am I right? We we're going to tell them to put those blinds back. But now he, counter, he falls on his face and he says, all of that stuff that came before this, I now consider it rubbish. It's no longer important in my life. And if you go to the beginning of this book of Philippians, it's not written to leaders, it's not written to uh, selective groups, but it's written to the, 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 the deacons, the elders, and the saints. The saints being all of us. Every one of us, we're all included in, what he, in this letter that he's writing. And he's saying, guys, Jesus has to become everything in your life. When I got saved, soccer, football, as you might hear, was a God in my life. I played soccer on a Saturday. I played soccer on a Sunday. I trained on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday. Soccer was my life. Even though I had this beautiful girlfriend at that stage, soon to become my wife. And every night that I went to training, we would get drunk after practice. Or not drunk, but we used to drink a lot of beers. I don't know how many beers it takes you to get drunk, but the, with the new regulations, if you have one beer, you, you could find yourself in trouble. And then what we find, this is where I find myself. We go to church, we praise God, and we give 20 bucks, and we feel like a, a legalistic righteousness that we, we fulfilled our function as people to be in a relationship with Jesus. So Paul writes in Philippians, as we read there, in 3.1, he says, Further, that word means finally, my brothers and sisters. Who knows when a preacher says, finally? There's at least another half an hour coming, eh? I just got two more points. So he says, finally, and if you go and look at the book of Philippians, this is in the middle of the book of Philippians. So he says, finally, my brothers and sisters, what does he say? Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Now I've set the background. Christians are being killed. They're being stoned. Times are difficult for Christians to live. And he says, finally, rejoice in the Lord. If you read that, he says, finally, my brothers and sisters, preachers normally say that before they're going to drop a truth on you. They say, finally, and then they say something that they want you to remember. Because you remember that it was finally that they said it. We remember that Paul, at this stage, is a highly qualified person. He's He's, if you've read, at this stage, he's been into the third heaven. He's been with Jesus. He's the only one that saw Jesus that didn't walk with Jesus. And now he's going to deposit this big truth. 
He said, are you ready? Are you ready? And Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. And people are like, what? Rejoice in the Lord. Guys, today where we find ourselves in COVID, we need to be those that can rejoice in the Lord in COVID. You know what? It's not easy. I find myself waking up and someday I think, I've had, I've had enough of this thing now. But you know what? I don't rejoice for the COVID. I rejoice for the fact that Jesus Christ died for me. So the first point, the first point, we rejoice in God in spite of circumstances. No matter what you are going through, sometimes the best theological advice you can give someone is rejoice in the Lord. Lift your heart. You know what? When we go through winter, as all of us Christians do, I'm talking about winter and your, your walk with God. God always pushes the roots down during winter. You don't see much on the top, but there's a lot happening underneath. So take that time in winter and, and ask God to uh, push those roots down. I tell you, when, when I went through this heart operation that, where's Lou? That Lou put me through. It's all his fault. Now listen, my name for him is Super Lou. He saved my life. But you have to rejoice in that thing. You know what? For me, it was quite an experience because I've never been into a hospital for an extended period of time like that. And I was there, and I watched everyone. They all came. That's your supper, Mr. Barnard. Yeah, I've got time for an injection for you. It was like, and then Lou would arrive there. It was like the sun had risen. It was like, wow, this oak is so full of life. All the nurse, when he left, the nurse said, hey, yes, they, he's always like that. Because I thought, no, he's just like that while I'm here. But they all, they... They just, they so enjoyed Lou coming through the, the wards because he was so full of joy in spite of the circumstances. And I want to tell you that it's not because Lou, I was the patient. Angie will tell you that during this COVID time, Lou has come home and just cried because he's seen people die. Yet he rejoices, not in that situation. He rejoices in the fact that he serves Jesus Christ. You all know Acts 16, eh? It's called the jailhouse rock. Paul and Silas, they're in jail. They've been beaten up. And at 12 o'clock at night, they, I want for the money, two for the show. Oh, babe. Oh, gonna... If I didn't have a mic on, I'd pull my collar up for Elvis Presley. But those guys rejoiced. They had been beaten. Will you rejoice if you're beaten for Jesus? Never mind something else that's legitimate. Something that's not right, you get beaten. I remember when I was a young man, I bought my first, no, it was my second car. And I was driving down the, the beachfront in Durban. You could still drive down then. There wasn't a promenade. And I just polished my car, and it was all lacquer. 
And I, I was going down there and I was sneaking down there too because Patsy didn't know I was there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you didn't know any of this. I, I get down there and this guy jumps on my bonnet. Now, guys, you need to know, I was like 20. In those days, like, I would take on Goliath. Even if I get a hiding, I'm like, yeah. And so I jump out the car, I grab this guy, and I throw him off my car. And as that happens, I feel this hand on my shoulder. So now I think, this must be this guy's friend. So I spin around, and as I spin, I hit her, and there a policeman goes, <laughs> boom. And I spent the night in jail. <laughs> hey. But I didn't do any jailhouse rock. No, I wasn't saved. <laughs> when your joy goes, when you have, when your joy goes, you have stopped walking with Jesus regardless of your circumstances. You cannot say, oh, but I'm going through such a difficult time. No, you can still have joy in the Lord. Joy is not an emotion. We don't rejoice in the circumstances. We rejoice in the faithfulness of God. Yo, since, since Patty and I have been married, we've been through some serious things. Plane crashes, dogs eating ears, and biting my kids on the head, and all, all sorts of things. But you know what? We've never let go of God's faithfulness. God is faithful. Second thing, we need repetition to assist obedience. Okay, now I don't know who's old enough for this, but who learned the most repetitive thing when they were younger now if you were going to cross the road what did you say look left look right and then look left again how did you remember that over and over and over even at school over again i thought what's this got to do with school but over again look left look right and look left again and Paul says in, in Philippians 3 and verse 1, It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. How do you remember Scripture? I remember it by repetition. If I come across a scripture that I, I feel God is impressing upon my spirit, I will underline it, I will look at it, I'll go back to it, I'll read it. It's by repetition. It's by repetition. Change only comes one way, and that's through obedience. And obedience comes by repetition. Marriages. When you're going through difficult times in your marriage, you have to put repetition in. I love you, babe, even when you want to kill them. No, I never want to do that. I think you do, but... Um, repetition. You know what is right, so you continue to do it. 
Even when you don't want to do it, you do it. For me, in my life, the big thing was I would say things to Patty that were not edifying. When, when, when we'd be talking, I'd look for the opportunity to barber. So instead of just playing with each other, I would hurt her. And so I had to teach myself to stop doing that. I had to stop doing that. I want to I challenge you this morning. If there are things in your marriage that you need to change, begin to make the change. Begin to be repetitive in the thing that you do. Philippians 3 and verse 2. Watch out for these dogs, those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. You know what happens when you break free, when you, when you start to walk in freedom, those dogs start coming to bite you and pull you back. I've got a dog that when I walk, I carry a stick with me because every time, these people don't keep their dog inside the house. Every time they let it, I come past, it starts to come around me at the back and I tell Patty, this dog, we have to watch it now because it's tried to bite me before. So I haven't hit it. I just use a stick to push it away. <laughs> One day I'm going to help them on, with dog food. In, in Jerusalem, this was quite appropriate. In Jerusalem, dogs were not pets. They were scavengers. And so they would come and try and nip you and bite you and all sorts of things. And mutilator speaks of circumcision. But you know what? You can't do a physical thing to affect your relationship with Jesus. You have to do a spiritual thing. It has to be a circumcision of the heart. God has set us free from rules and regulations. Guys, if you are living with rules and regulations, you'll never rejoice in the Lord. They will hold you back all the time. Oh, you can't do that, and then you can't do that, and you can't do that. I tell you what, I won't go to a church where they, when the message has got more you can't do that than freedom to do that. For me, grace is better than law. New Testament is grace. Old Testament is law. Yes, we haven't, we haven't done away with the law, but we've got to live in a gracious way, the law and uh, the grace together. We must have no confidence in achievements. When I was a young man, I was like, I've done this and I've done that. And I, we planted a church in Nelspread and it just grew like crazy. In two years, three years, there were like 150 adults and it was just going. We started with two people and then I went up to Benoni to go and take over the church and it was like chaos. Everything I did didn't work. We cannot... Take confidence in achievements. Philippians 3 and 3 to 4. For it is we who are the circumcision. We who serve God by His Spirit. Who boast. What is our boast? In Christ Jesus. And who put no confidence in the flesh. 
though I myself has reasons for confidence. I guarantee you, you're sitting here this morning, and all of us have got a area in our life that we think, yeah, we, we've got that thing. We've got it. We can do that thing. Paul's saying, don't have confidence in your flesh. My son, the one that's not serving God, he, he puts confidence in the flesh. He, he got a degree, he's got a fantastic position, fantastic prob, uh, job, but he should not have confidence in his flesh. Large house, we got this beautiful house and we, we uh, put our confidence in it and yet uh, that thing is going to pass away. Even the beautiful swimming pools we put into our house. <laughs> yes, it's too cold. I can see that's just over here. So that's going to be the baptism pool for sure. But Paul writes and he says, I don't do baptisms, so other people are going to do the baptisms. I remember when I was young, I was like, I'll do the baptisms. Jumping in the name of Jesus. It's so cold, you're holding down there too long. Hey, now, where's these other young guys? Let's get them to do the baptism. Philippians 3 and 4 to 5. If someone thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew in regards to the law, a Pharisee. You'll remember, that obviously, just a quick one was that Saul, the first king, was from the, the tribe of Benjamin. So Paul grew up knowing he was at the top of the pile, but, it's, but he goes on to say it is rubbish compared to serving Jesus. Absolute rubbish. Same as a car that I'm going to ride. Oh, we've got this thing all planned so that you guys think I'm shocked, but I'm not actually, hey, babe. <laughs> that's not true <clears throat> to rejoice we need to number six we need to have passion for the right things if you know what if people have passion for the right things they will do the right things they won't do the wrong things their job won't replace their their serving Jesus Christ their house won't replace their, whatever, their spouse will not replace serving Jesus Christ. Because Paul says in verse, still verse, chapter 3, verse 6, as for zeal persecuting the church. Guys, this is why they were in shock. Paul was out there kicking, killing, doing what he can to persecute Christians. 
We all know the story of Stephen, where he's the first martyr in the Bible, and it says that Paul was holding the clothes of the people that were busy killing him. He was in the front. He had conviction. Sometimes as Christians, we need that same conviction. We need to chase after what God has for us. Even when we don't feel like it, we do it. Even when I don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning and having a devotional, I get up and I do it. Because later on, the next day, it's actually easier to get up and to do it. And then on the third day, I'm actually starting to enjoy getting up to do it. So the longer you do it, the more you enjoy it. Except when Jesus brings his sword and he cuts. He says, I want that thing to change. Three verse seven, it says, Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. And then I want to finish with this scripture in Hebrews 12 and verse 2. It says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Guys, as you Andre said earlier, when we get saved, we move through the cross and we move into eternity. As I've said before, eternity is not just uh, quantity, eternity is quality as well. And so we move through and we move through that thing because we've, we can see what God is calling us to. And it's that thing that puts joy in our heart. These circumstances that we find ourselves now, I want to tell you that I'm really I'm struggling with this COVID thing. I'm fighting in prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about COVID because it's, it's bringing... Uh, it's difficult to get people to church, some people. People that are just on the edge, they don't want to go. They rather sit at home and watch TV. But the Word says they devote themselves, and one of those things is fellowship. Is fellowship. We have to be those that devote ourselves to fellowship. Andrews asked me if he could pray this morning. And I said to him, it will be great if he could come and pray for this, this morning. I wonder if you could all just stand so we, we're not falling asleep, um, our bums are not numb. Uh, so I told, earlier, I told you guys that me and my wife had COVID and um, before we had COVID, 